Welcome to Two Dudes in a Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So come on and hop in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular. Whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. All right, now before we enter onto this river, I got to point this out, Jordan. This is our 20th river no that's a big milestone this is our 20th 20th episode Man, to those of you who have been with us for 20 episodes something's wrong with you okay i was gonna say thank you <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you we love you very much and because it's our 20th episode we're kind of doing something fun we've got a giveaway and we talked about this on the last episode so that we have some limited edition canoe merch some river merch yeah and we promised that we would give it away to one person instead we're gonna give it away to two people because it is our 20th river and we are two dudes yes and the winners of this raffle are Ingrid Machunga and Linda Ziegler, our Ta-da. mothers, our only listeners. <laughs> our, our only listeners. <laughs> no, that is not true. Yeah, we're, we're actually We're junior. not giving them crap. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give us anything except life. <laughs> we're going to give this to two sisters. Yes. Abby and Lizzie. They are awesome. They share each river like every single freaking yeah. week. They they honestly are, are probably the only people that make us feel good about ourselves to keep doing this. That's very true. So thank you, Abby and Lizzie, and you are getting a two dudes in a canoe embroidered shirt. shirt. Yeah, watch out. If you're single, you might not be single very long. Not wearing a two dudes in a canoe no, shirt. Oh, sir. Here's the thing. Just because you didn't win, it's okay. You don't need to miss out. Yeah, we have a big announcement. So big. This has the potential to change fashion as we know it. Junior, we we actually might break the freaking internet. Might. This will. Two Dudes in a Canoe Apparel is now available to you. Come on. This is the greatest piece of news. We got hats. We got mugs. We got sweatshirts. Yeah. We got socks. We have, wait, hold on. We have socks. Who's going to wear two dudes in a canoe socks? I would totally rock a pair of and two the, dudes in a canoe socks. That doesn't promote us, though. How do you ever see socks? What's that Bible verse? Blessings are the feet of those who bring good news. <laughs> and the good news is two dudes in a canoe, I guess. <laughs> How you have survived socially without a two dudes in a canoe t-shirt is just, it's beyond me. Yeah, don't, don't miss the latest fashion trend. Order today, and then this is what we wanted you to do. We want you to send us a picture of you modeling. It's it. your first modeling gig. Two dudes in a canoe. Does it get more classy than that? Send us your pictures of you in your shirt for a chance to win free canoe swag. Oh, what's the canoe saver giving out? I don't know. We'll, we'll, maybe socks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get in the canoe. Let's go. <laughs> Warning, this river is shallow. Yeah, warning, we should have used sound effects now here. <laughs> There's a duck in the studio. Listen, when rivers are shallow, you can easily get stuck. Yes, you can. It's the same with people. With us, when we're shallow, we get stuck in life. And I think a lot of people are just stuck in life because there's not yeah. much depth to them. They're very shallow, very image-driven, very unhappy. Now, here's the problem with this topic, though, Junior, is that nobody thinks of themselves as being shallow. Oh, yeah, right. right? No. no one's like, oh, I'm a shallow person. Yeah, well, yeah. When we think of shallow people, other people come to mind. Oh, yep. Our friends, yep. coworkers, family members. Yep. We never think 
me, I'm shallow. I don't think you're shallow, Jordan, because you're sharing Aww. a canoe with me. You're definitely not image-driven if you're in this thing with me. That's true. And I know that you're not shallow because you don't shower. I don't wash my hair. All right. Seriously, Junior, though, we never, ever think that we're the shallow one. Yeah, totally. Problem is, is there's a shallowness to us all. There's a shallowness to you. There's a shallowness to me. Some more than others, but there's a shallowness to us all. And then we get stuck and we find ourselves unhappy. I think a lot of people are there in life and maybe you're there right now. There's just part of you that just can't seem to find happiness. And the truth may be is your happiness doesn't have much depth because you don't have much depth. We're shallow. So on Shallow River, this is what we want you to do. Fight that urge to say, oh, so-and-so totally needs to go down this river. No, we want you to challenge yourself. We're going to list five signs of a shallow person. And our guess is this. Our guess is you have a few of those signs playing out in your life because Junior and I have it playing out in ours, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And the truth is, once we realize just how shallow we are, then we can start making some changes in our life that make a big difference. This conversation could be one you wish you would have had years ago. First, we have a segment called River Views. Well, I thought it was Reviews from the River. That was the first episode, right? Yeah, we changed it. We did? Yeah, one of our canoers thought of it, and I kind of liked it, so we changed it. Keep up, buddy. It's now River Views. All right, Junior, we actually had a listener recommend this. It's an incense waterfall. Yeah, we got it in the studio right now, incensing it up. And what happens is I guess you light this little cone, and then the smoke kind of goes down like a waterfall. It's soothing. I like it. I think it's very soothing. As far as the scent, though, I love it. Okay, not a big fan. It's all, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's a little overwhelming, a little pungent well, for okay. my taste. But to, be, but to be honest, though, like we're in a very small studio right now. That's so true. It's, it is a little bit overpowering. I did light it in my house, though, and my wife wasn't too happy. Really? Yep. She didn't like it. No, it was a little overwhelming. So let's rate this how we usually do. Out of five stars, Junior, what are we giving this? Well, at first we said one through ten, so we're changing it to five stars now? Well, I thought we were going to First go we go river it. views, and then we go into these changing of ratings here. <laughs> this is a better system. It's the Amazon system. Okay, all right. We'll go the Amazon system then. Okay. Out of five stars, I would give it a... Three and a half. I'm with you. Three and a half. Two dudes in a canoe stamped it on there. Incense waterfall. Buy it. Don't buy it. Your life won't change Yeah, much. we don't care. <laughs> so you ever meet someone and they just seem to have a lot of depth to them? Yeah. Like they're not swayed much by image or who's who or who's with who or who looks like what, who has that friend. They don't change who they are based on who they're around. They're... It's almost like they're just like more self-sufficient. They, they don't need attention. They're very steady. There's like this inexplicable depth to them. And without having an ego, they're just, they're very sure of themselves and, and what they're doing. They have a real confidence without being cocky about it. Yeah, I've met those people, but I will say those are some rare breeds. When I think of someone like this, I actually think of a guy in the Bible, uh, John the Baptist. I love this guy. Actually, Junior, you kind of remind me of him. Yeah? Yeah, I don't I don't think he washed his hair much either. <laughs> he probably didn't. He didn't care what people thought of him, though. I mean, no, he, he was he Jesus's weird homeschool cousin. He made his own clothes, ate weird things. But yeah. he's a good teacher, and he could draw a crowd. And once Jesus said to a crowd, he said, why do you go out to hear John the Baptist preach in the wilderness? Not because he's wearing fancy preacher sneakers or had a solid social media vibe. He's not a reed in the wind bending to popular opinion. No, you go to hear John the Baptist teach because he doesn't care what popular opinion is. He doesn't care about what's trendy. He just cares about doing what's right. 
and there's depth to that. And what Jesus is saying is, is we're drawn to that kind of a depth. And, and I think we're drawn to it because it's real. Yep. You know, he, John the Baptist is real. He was yep. true. It was also rare. Yep. And it's it's safe. It is safe. You know, and I like that you brought that up, Jordan, because for me personally, when it comes to people, I let my guard down around. I don't let my guard down around a ton of people. But the people I do let my guard down around, they're just there's more depth to them. There's more of this safety. I know they're not gonna look for you know ways to use my words against me. Yeah, I'm not gonna, gonna turn them off it. easy. Yeah. They're not gonna spin it. I'm just more safe around them. Yeah, which is funny because it's that's almost like the exact opposite of the social media driven world. Oh my that we goodness, live in. yes, right? Because our social media world is all about taking people out of context. It's all about what you're posting, all about these pictures, how you look in a selfie, who you're taking a picture with, who you're tagging, who liked the picture. I mean, it's it's not real. It's it's not rare and it's not safe. In a way, I, I think social media, and I'd like to hear your take on it, Junior, but I just think it's a current that's pushed us into these shallow waters. It really has. And I, I think it's driving a lot of our misery today, though we don't want to sound doom and gloom. I mean, two dudes in a canoe is on social media. You're on social yeah. media, Jordan. I'm on social media, but it is a current that tends to push us toward shallowness. So let's talk more about this. How do you know if you're shallow? Well, we got five signs of shallowness and caution. Some of these are going to hurt and hurt bad if you're honest with yourself. So sign number one of being shallow, you're drawn to gossip. Which, Junior, who would actually ever admit to that? Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I love gossip. No one, no one would actually say that. Right? It's kind of like the people who say, Ugh, I hate drama, tend to be the people who love drama the most. You think about it this way. Uh, ever been disappointed or hurt that there was a story going around and nobody told you? Like the whole family knew, but nobody told you. Your friends had all heard about the breakup or the fight. The office all knew so-and-so was getting fired, but nobody told you. You ever been bothered about that? Yeah, when you put it that way, it, it puts us all in the same boat. I, I think very few people are legitimately unbothered in that scenario. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. We enjoy the whispers, don't we? And even though it makes us into this shallow person, there's something about a whisper that makes us feel good. It makes us feel better about our own situation. Mm -hmm. So if I'm unhappy in my marriage, if I'm unhappy with my image, then the whispers let me know that others are failing too and it might make me feel better yeah, for it, a little it while. it evens the playing ground. Exactly. But that is a current that drives us to be shallow people. Our happiness is now, think about it, is now dependent on the failure of others, on dependent on the whispers. And if the whispers stop, well, now I'm let down because I was dependent on them. So how could you not tell me that that was happening because I really need that in my life? Wow. And, and contrast that to a person of depth. They just don't even care about who's whispering to who. Yeah, they, they are depending on knowing that information. In fact, they'd rather not even know. They're like, I don't need to be a part of this. Their happiness or, or view of self, it doesn't come from what others are saying about each other. It comes from something or, or someone, as we would argue, far deeper than that. A shallow person sees a whisper as, I would say, this temporary fix to overlook their own misery. Where a person of depth sees the whispers as the misery. Yep. It's a drug that pushes you to yeah, be shallow. Absolutely. Truth is, if you're honest with yourself, you're probably enjoying the whispers, even chasing them, spreading them. Just quit cold turkey. Tell your friends you're not going there. Now, sure, it'll be awkward. You'll even go through some withdrawals when it comes to gossip. But give it a few weeks, though. You'll feel a fresh sense of just more depth after a while. It's funny how it works. Just give that a shot. Second sign of shallowness. You're image-driven. And this might feel like an obvious one, but it's obvious because but we all struggle with this, Jordan, right? 
Absolutely. We're all image driven. And I think this is something that every single person struggles with. And if you don't think you struggle with it, you probably don't know you do. Problem is, is there's some tension with this though, because we should care yeah, it's what not we wrong. look like. Yeah, we should want to be presentable. Yeah. I want my wife to be presentable. I like that she looks good when I take her out. I don't think that's wrong. I think that's actually a good, healthy thing for our marriage. But there are people who just live in that. Totally. I mean, that's all they can think about, right? Like, they can't leave the house in sweatpants and a t-shirt. They're embarrassed very yeah. easily. Jordan, when I think of Image Driven, I think of this time I went to a Bulls game. A buddy of mine got tickets, invited me out. And it was uh, closer to the court. It wasn't like courtside seats, but it was closer to the court. So periodically people would come down the aisle by us to take pictures, you know, because it's near the players or the court or whatever. And this girl at halftime came down and she got a friend to take a picture of her. And it took about 10 minutes of her like being a contortionist, like twisting and giving <laughs> like the duck lips or whatever the heck that is. Yeah. And I, I started laughing. I didn't want her to know I was laughing at her, but like it was just, it was it was like a comedy show. Oh, that's funny. And the woman above me, she was like this mom of like teenage girls. She like taps my shoulder. She's like, do you know how much practice went into figuring out how to do those poses and that those, con it was like Hours a in front of the mirror. But Absolutely. I, I, I think it's funny though, because I'll like, I'll go out with, you know, other, other families sometimes. Mm -hmm. And whenever we take a picture, I always find it funny because I always like glance at the ladies who are taking the picture. They all do the same thing. They twist a little bit and they go lower. They try to look short, a little bit shorter than everybody else, but they got to twist a little bit with a hand on, hand <laughs> Absolutely. on the Absolutely. There was Every one time. time I was taking a picture with a family and two girls were on like bookending the picture yeah. and they just, they kept on going lower. They're like trying to compete who could go lower no. in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> but here's where I'm stuck though, Junior, because you also have the women and guys who post like really shoddy photos of themselves, like looking yeah. disgusting. Right on purpose and they're like this is just me yeah this or their is house real. is like completely chaos and they're yeah. taking pictures like this is real me. no filter this is the raw me yeah and you're like whoa you should change that <laughs> you know yeah so what's the i, what's I think the that line? i think that's image driven too like look at me yeah. i'm not being image driven i'm just saying like let's not live in the extreme yeah yeah we should care we, we should want to be presentable but let's not live in the extreme almost think a little bit less of yourself and even i think our image should not draw so much attention like yeah. i don't think if you're if you walk out and, and you have to be this big Big spectacle every time you walk out that's image driven and also if you have to be this big spectacle the other way that's like whoa yeah take a shower right <laughs> you shouldn't be like Shut that up. either next sign's a punch in the gut but before we get to it we got some news. well again this is another breaking local story Two dudes in a canoe are local town heroes. You heard that right. <laughs> town heroes. Junior, tell them what happened. Well, okay. For the record, I'm not going to go on record saying that we're town heroes. That's mainly Jordan, but we'll let you be the judge of that. So last night I'm laying in bed and I saw on uh, social media that there was a boy, which would be this terrible boy. Five-year-old was missing, had been missing for three hours. And it was about a boy that lived about a mile from my house. So... I was like, I, I, I'm not going to fall asleep with this boy missing. I, I'm going to get out and I'm going to go. He was five years old. He was five years old. Playing hide and seek. And just went missing. Went missing. So I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep with this boy missing. So I was getting dressed. And uh, and Nicole's laying in bed. She's like, where, where are you going? And I was putting my shoes on. I was like, I'm going to go look for this boy. And there's like a creek by his house. I'm just going to walk up the creek. She said something. She's like, 
Babe, by the way you look, you might want to call some friends just because you might get questioned. Yeah. Can you imagine if you found him? You're holding it. You're holding his hand back. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. We found him. <laughs> so, so for that reason, I called Jordan, and then I called a couple other guys on staff. Like, hey, you want to come look look with me? And so they said, yeah, of course. So they we hopped in the car together, and we were in the neighborhood driving. We we're gonna try to find a place to to pull over. And uh, Jordan said, hey guys, let's before we get out, let's pray. And Jordan, you prayed the pray the holiest prayer that's ever been uttered from my mouth. It went directly <laughs> it like to the saint. throne of God. <laughs> and with what within? And, and I, the reason Jordan is so confident in this is because about what thirty seconds, if that, after you prayed twenty, I got a text message from my neighbor who's a police officer saying the boy's been found. He was found napping in his parents' van. He went, I guess he went to go hide. He hid under the the van seats or something like that and fell asleep. And so he was found. And I mean, I was like rejoicing. So glad the boy was found with his family. But um, Jordan likes to uh, talk about how his prayer was perfectly timed. Listen, if you have any prayer requests, send them to at two dudes in a canoe and buy some merch. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow River, sign number three that you are shallow. Can't wait for people to disagree on this one. Yeah, this will be fun. Sign number three, your friends all look like you. They are in the same socioeconomic class. You have the same interests. Your kids are the same age, same culture, same color, same freaking decorating style. <laughs> I mean, okay, maybe I'm being a little too extreme, but your friends, the people you have at your table and in your pictures... They are basically just like you. And to be fair, Junior, some of this is just somewhat natural. Yeah, and I don't yeah, want to yeah. harp on it too much. Sometimes right. we gravitate towards people who have similar interests. We like our kids to play together. Of course. Similarities bring people together. That's natural. But if every one of your friends are just like you, it's a sign that you have a shallow approach to the relationships in your life. Shallow people tend to want to be friends with, do groups with, work out with, take pictures with, have meals with, pretty people who are just like them. And you're also just missing out by doing that. Yeah, totally. By just totally. sticking to these same people. Totally. Because that also just says something about you, right? If you're with someone of better standing, then it's like you have to be leveling up. Yeah. But if you're a Christian, we're to live the exact opposite. I mean, think about it. The, the opposite of this was Jesus. Jesus was constantly with people very unlike him. Often, they were the outskirts of society. His small group was this ragtag group of misfits who took away from his image. Because Jesus had this depth to him where he didn't need to chase the pretty people in his socioeconomic class and culture. He had more confidence than that. You know, it reminds me of Jordan. When I was in um, high school, I had a high school leader, a great leader, godly man, and, and his wife served in the group as well. Godly woman, really loved them a lot. Uh, they had youth group over at their house one time, just had like a grill out. I mean, that's and that's super hospitable. I have all these teenagers over, we'll make them food. I walked into his kitchen, I was just looking at his his refrigerator and the thought popped into my mind all of these people on his refrigerator who were his friends all looked exactly it's almost like they all had the same haircut all the wives had the same haircut <laughs> they were all basically driving the same exact cars and i remember at first this thing okay you know that's cool he's got a lot of people who are just like him but then after a while it just kind of strikes you as, like should that be us though 
Should that be followers of Jesus, or should our tables look very, very different? That's wild. Because, but really, it's it's everyone, and it's no it's longer. All of us. It's not just our fridges now. It's our social media. Yeah, his fridges are social media, right? And that what happens is when we do that, it pushes us further and further into these shallow waters. Yeah, our tables should have a spread. We should be hanging around people from different generations, different social classes and cultures, big and small, fun and weird. People with different interests. Not only does that grow your mind and heart, but it also gives you this depth. When we go against the current shallowness, we begin to see just how miserable our shallow behavior of having to be around everybody who's just like us. We see how miserable that really is. I like that you said that, Junior, because even even recently, as a pastor, I've just been the last couple of years, I've had some really interesting people at my table, and it's been so good for my family. It's been so good for my my marriage, but also for my kids, just to see a bunch of different people and us and personalities interacting with different people. And it's not just personalities because you're really good at this, Jordan. A lot of spread with age. You don't yeah. just have like married couples over that are your age. You have married couples over who are older than you. You'll have single people over. Yeah, I'm having an ex-lesbian come over and have dinner with us on Thursdays. And my kids love her. She's oh, yeah. like an aunt to them. She was at my house last Sunday. I mean, it's it's awesome to see when we open ourselves up to other other people, like w- really what it does to our own hearts and our own minds. It's, it's so good. Sign number four of being shallow. You find yourself comparing a lot. It's hard not to leave scrolling social media in more of a bad mood because you just spent a lot of time comparing yourself. Yeah, if so-and-so went on vacation there, well, I got to do something similar or better. If so-and-so's kids are like that, well, mine have to be as well. If so-and-so's spouse is like that, well, mine has to be like that too. It's this constant comparing in order to keep up. But people with depth don't worry about keeping up with others, but about doing what they're supposed to do and feel called to. Junior, do you ever compare? Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Like, I'll listen to preachers and think, crap, I'm so far behind them. They're so much better than me. Yeah. Instead of thinking like, oh, I just got to do what I'm called to do. Like, that's okay. Hooray for them. And I'm going to do what I'm doing. Or I'll, I'll see dads teaching their kids to play a sport. And I'll think, crap, my kids aren't very good at sports <laughs> at all. Am I not doing enough there? Uh, last uh, weekend, I parked my truck next to a bigger truck. And I thought, dang it, I need a bigger truck. You are so shallow. Right? But the <laughs> truth is, the more I push against that current the more I see just the, how miserable it is to live that way, and I just naturally head to deeper waters. Last one, and this may sting. Fifth sign, you're shallow. There's someone you don't like, and you don't really know why. And what we do is we try to come up with reasons, but deep down, they're all bullcrap, and we know it. We, we just don't like them. That's the fact of it. We don't like them, and we really can't put our finger on why. And the reason is envy. They make us feel like we're behind. They're better at something. Maybe they're more liked. Maybe they're just more popular. And so we don't like them. But not for that. We'll, we'll find other reasons that we tell ourselves, right? We'll, we'll be their critic and then report back to our spouse as to why we don't like them. But the real reason is we feel threatened by them. Somewhere, somehow, we feel threatened. And if we had more depth as a person, I think we'd be less bothered. Yeah, Jordan, I've been guilty of that. This used to be an issue for me. Even sometimes still, like there's people I got to watch myself with because I want to be their critic. This makes me feel better because they come across as better at whatever than I am. And it'll make me feel better to tell my wife why they're not so great. Point out all the little flaws gives my own insecurities some relief. But it was just a sign of my own shallowness. That's good. So, Junior, let's just recap one more. Are you a shallow person? Do you gossip? Are you image-driven? Do all of your friends all look just like you, act like you, think like you? Do you compare? 
Is there someone you feel threatened by? Yes, 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 and yes. I mean, the truth is you're guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We all got work to do to steer toward deeper waters. Hey, Junior, this is a different river for us because yeah. usually we're giving you advice on how to do things better. Right. And this is a little more negative. This is, is telling you to stop doing a bunch of things. Totally. But it's also steering us away from shallow waters. And when we steer away from shallow waters, we naturally tend toward deeper waters. Yeah, when we start recognizing these things in ourselves. Exactly. Reminds me of this radio drama kid show that I used to listen to growing up. I was like three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. And I would listen to this show called Patch the Pirate by a guy named Ron Hamilton. And he's actually about to Patch pass the away. Pirate. Patch the Pirate. That's the guy from SpongeBob. No, but before SpongeBob was Patch the Pirate the Christian. Oh. And uh, again, Ron Hamilton, in fact, it's kind of sad because he's about to he's about to pass away. Um, but he was uh, it's just a, a great radio program. And on this radio program, it's like a radio drama, you know, and I'd listen to it in the car. And in one of these shows, um, it was all these kids were going to this school. And in this school was this this group called the Click. Club is what they always. I just the remember that as a kid. The Click Club, and the Click Club was basically a bunch of zombies. They walked around school only caring about you know who's wearing what and who's friends with who. It was like fashion clicky zombies. And if you found yourself in the Click Club, the only way out was to start thinking for yourself, like getting around other people not in the club, and stop caring so much about what the club thought of you. It was like the cure for being the fashion zombie. Now, <laughs> I know all of that sounds so dumb, but I think there's some truth in that for us. It's really when you start rejecting the shallowness, when you start rejecting the gossip, when you start getting away from the clicks, when you start rejecting the image drive and, and the envy, when you start even pursuing that person you feel threatened by, it's only when you start rejecting the shallowness that you find a lot more peace and a lot more joy and a lot more depth as a person and you end up looking at the shallowness for what it is you end up looking at that going that was just miserable and i don't want that that's good junior i think that actually gives me one idea for a try it out for this week's try it out it's really simple but i think really life-changing if you continue to do this and actually make a habit of it and this is what i want to encourage you to do Invite someone over for dinner that you wouldn't normally have over for dinner. Yeah, it could be somebody, maybe the outcast of your office. It could be somebody in your church who just never, ever gets invited over for dinner. It's probably somebody who could be kind of annoying, but have them over. And don't tell them about this podcast (laughs) episode. Jordan, you want to come over for dinner tonight? I hate you. Well, that's it for Shallow River. Hope you take us up on that challenge. And most importantly, probably the most important thing you could do today. Share this podcast. And buy some merch. Oh, okay. Buy the merch. (laughs) And then share this podcast. And share this podcast. Like, subscribe. Do all that junk. And then buy merch. You'll be part of the Click Club. (laughs) 